in small town Iowa, the, sm- the sirens never go off in Story City. And so my brother and I were just freaking out. He had the same fear that I did. And so we just ran inside. We didn't know where our parents were. We were so scared because our mom and dad wasn't home. And, 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 and every time that there was a storm, I would run to my dad. I would run to my father because I knew that he loved me. And, and every time I would run to him, but he wasn't home. And so the rains were coming and the winds were coming and we didn't know what to do. But because I was afraid of tornadoes, I had this whole plan worked out of what I would do when I was scared. And so I ran in and I got our little blue weather radio and I ran and got my pillow. I'm not sure why. And I got a flashlight if the power goes out and then also some fruit snacks because those are important just in case, you know, we were deprived of food. And so my brother and I ran downstairs with all this stuff with our emergency tornado kit and we ran under this huge, big wooden ping pong table that we have in our basement. I think our house was built around this table. I don't know how they got it down the stairs, but we ran under this huge, big ping pong table because we figured that was the safest place in our house. And because we wanted to escape, you know, the falling objects that would come as our roof crashed down on top of us. And so there we sat and we waited until eventually the storm passed or my dad got home and he could convince us that everything was okay and we could come out. What are your fears? What are the things that you're afraid of? And I, and I don't just mean things like tornadoes and hiding or a fear of heights or fear of being in large crowds. What are your fears? What are you afraid of? What's going on in your life right now? I'm talking about the deeper things. Today in our scripture reading, we, we hear this story of Jesus calming this huge, violent storm with, with the power of his words. And my hope is that we don't read this story this morning as just a nice Bible story that, oh, maybe I heard that in Sunday school long ago, and that's nice. Jesus says, calm down, and the storm goes away. That's a nice little Bible story. But I, I don't think that we fully understand the power of what took place in this story, and then we can really understand what's going on, and maybe as we go along, maybe start to ask some of those tough questions. What are you afraid of? What's going on in your life? We all face storms, don't we? It always rains, and we can't escape it. And so what does Jesus say about our fears? What does Jesus say about those things, about those storms that we're inevitably going to face in our lives? But before we get too detailed, I think it detailed, it's important for us to understand the context of the story that we're reading. And if you're, if you're new today or just coming on board, the reason we're getting those Bibles in your hands is because we're going through uh, what we're calling the Year of the Bible at Hope. And we're reading uh, through the Bible together because we believe that not just to get through it, but to let the Bible get through you, to have it become a part of our lives. Our, our desire is for you to become biblically fluent and that you're understanding Scripture and you're applying it to your lives. And we've read through Matthew and Mark, and now we're into the first half of Luke. And so maybe you've read that in the last week or so in your small group and in your individual readings, and those are listed for you in the bulletin every week. But now that we're into Luke, it's important for us to look at the whole context, and we're going through the Gospels, and there's four of them. And as you're reading through, you might, you might be thinking, wow, I've read this before. This, is, this has been in one of the previous Gospels, and that's true. Because uh, what they're called is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, these three books that we've gotten to so far, and, and John too, when we get to that, the fourth Gospel. But Matthew and Mark and Luke are what are known as the synoptic Gospels. And, and John's kind of in a, a category into itself, although it tells the same story. Um, but John's going to tell some stories that the other ones aren't. 
But the Synoptic Gospels, the first three that we're coming to here in the year of the Bible, in the New Testament are very similar in that scholars believe that Mark's Gospel was written first and then Matthew and Luke sort of borrowed or played off of and kind of added their own flavor to it. So they're not contradicting each other. They're all telling the same story. They all have the same theme. They're all telling us about Jesus' life and death and resurrection, but they do so from different angles, from different perspectives. Just like Channel 5, Channel 8, Channel 13, if they're covering a story, you're not going to hear different version. You're going to hear different versions of the story, but it's going to be the same. They're not going to contradict each other, but they're all going to lift up different areas of that story. And so it's nothing to be concerned about, but it's helpful for those of you that are going through this and reading these to know is that they're not contradicting each other. They're the synoptic gospels, and so the authors kind of play off each other, and every single one of them lift up different themes in their individual gospels. And so one of the stories that actually all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all have is this story of Jesus and the storm when he's on the boat with the disciples. And so if you have your Bibles in front of you, let's turn to that. Luke 8, starting at verse 22. And we're going we're gonna to go into depth um, on that section, verse 23 through 25, today. And so it's a simple story, really. Jesus, at the beginning, says, let's hop in the boat. And he recruits fishermen because he needs to get around, and that's his transportation from one region to, the, to another. When he's not walking, he's in a boat. And so they're simply headed to the other side of the lake. And we read that on this trip, Jesus decides to take a nap or at least catch up on some lost sleep. And I just want to pause there for a second. Isn't it good to know that the God of the universe needs to take a nap once in a while? Oh, that's just refreshing. We all need that. And so I don't know if he's just had lost sleep lately or if he's taken a nap, but Jesus is sleeping. He's not mentally present there with the disciples. And all of a sudden, this huge storm comes up on the lake. And certain versions, maybe your version says, a squall. A squall came up on the lake. And you might be wondering, is that like a bird or something? What's a squall? Well, a squall is this sudden or sharp increase in wind speed. And it's usually associated with really severe weather, weather such as rainstorms or thunderstorms. So what we're talking about here is not just waves, okay? We're talking about a squall. We're talking about rain and wind and waves and the whole works, and so um, I'm thinking about like Forrest Gump, you know, when he's going like, there was sideways rain and rain coming up from underneath you. Like that's the kind of scene I'm thinking about here. And so the disciples are freaking out. And so we can assume this storm, it's just tossing and turning this boat. And the disciples, it says, their, their, their lives are in danger. I mean, they're not just scared like they're wimpy or something. They're scared because their lives are in danger, which means the boat is going to capsize. The boat is going to go under. They're worried for their lives. And so we can tell that this storm is pretty severe because what was the trade? What, what did some of Jesus' followers do before they followed Jesus? What were they? They were fishermen. You would think that they had been in a storm before, but here we hear these same guys just going crazy and they're freaking out. And so eventually they come to Jesus and they wake him up and they say, Master, Master, we're going to drown. And so like any of us, they, they size up this situation and they've basically decided that life on this boat, as they know, is over. And so Jesus is their only hope. And so Jesus gets up and he rebukes the storm and it stops. It stops. And everything was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. 
And so in the, the fear and the amazement that they're all feeling, they ask one another, they're turning to each other, who is this? They know who he is, but what they're asking is, who is this? And they say, he commands even the winds and the water to obey him. Who is this? So in the midst of their fear, in the midst of the crisis and the storm, the disciples say to Jesus, we're going to drown. Before they knew that the situation would be taken care of, they say, we're going to drown. Or a slightly different version, when we're talking about the Synoptic Gospels, the reason is that we can pull different perspectives from the different stories. And if you read this story in the Gospel of Mark, what the disciples actually say is um, in uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 38 is another version of this story. The disciples say, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? I mean, they're really mad at Jesus. Wake up from your nap, sleepyhead. Don't you care? Don't you know what we're up against? Don't you know that we're scared out of our minds? Life in the boat with Jesus, we know, is not always the safest place to be. Not always the most predictable place to be. And so we can infer lots of different things from this passage. We can talk about all sorts of things. But just pull back from it for a second. Just pull back from this picture. And it's important when we study the Bible that a lot of times we get our heads really into the details of what's going on. And we can dissect the passage so much that we, that we miss it. We miss the forest for the trees. It's, we're so focused on the little things that we miss what's really going on. And so take your Bibles like that for a second. Just do this with me. Humor me. Take your Bibles and just put it right up to your face, almost to where you're dizzy, okay? That's how we read our Bibles sometimes. So now pull it back. Pull it back like this and kind of look at it like that. Like you're just trying to encompass the whole thing. That's what we need to do sometimes is that we, we, we need to pull back a little bit so we can understand what's happened here, not to get so wrapped up in the details. So what's going on here? What, what brought us to this point? Just, just take a step back for a second. Here we have the disciples who were just ordinary guys, some of them fishermen, some of them outcasts of society, and all of a sudden one day this rabbi named Jesus says, follow me. Do you, have, do you think that they had any clue what they were getting into? <laughs> I just want to study the law. I just want to be a, a good Jew. I just want to follow you, Jesus. You're a great rabbi. I just want to follow you. This whole like boat getting capsized, going out in the middle of storms thing, I don't think so. Let's just keep it safe. Let's just keep it predictable. Isn't this just whole thing about just following the rabbi and being nice little Christians and following the law and doing what we're told? I mean, that day... If I'm one of Jesus' disciples, I'm saying to myself in the midst of this great storm, this is not what I signed up for, okay? This is not what I set out to do. And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking of another TV show where some people set out, and it was not what they expected. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour, a three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough, the tiny ship was tossed. 
if not for the courage of the fearless crew, the meadow would be lost. The meadow would be lost. You can sing the rest on your way home. And I guarantee that song is going to be in your head for the rest of the day because it's in my head already. Not what they expected, right? The crew of the SS Minnow, not what they expected. Just a three-hour tour. And for Jesus and the disciples that day, maybe just a three-hour ride across to the other side of the lake. Life in the boat with Jesus is not as easy as they thought. Life in the boat with Jesus is far more unpredictable and mysterious than we want to make it out to be. What kind of life do you suppose Jesus has called us to live? Safe? Predictable? Just happy? Is that the kind of life that Jesus calls us to as we follow him? And so if we take a step back and we look at the story, we see this simple yet not so obvious truth that when you're in the boat with Jesus, the storms still come, don't they? Just because you're with Jesus, just because you're with the Son of God, the the God of the universe who created everything, you're in the boat with him, it doesn't mean that you're immune to the storms. As followers of Jesus, even the storms still rage in our lives. The Christian life is filled with rain and wind and waves. And we find ourselves looking at it and and we say, I don't know how to handle this. Even with Jesus beside us in the boat, all of us still ask, just like the disciples did that day, do you still care, Jesus? Are you, are you awake? Do you know what's going on in my life? Or are you just up there doing your own thing and you've kind of forgot about my little life? Are my problems so insignificant? Jesus, do you care? Do you know what's going on? Do you know about these storms that are raging around me today? Don't you care? Jesus, do you know what I'm going through? What are your fears? Really, what, what storms are you up against to, up against in your life right now? And this is where scriptures like this, I love it, they just cut to the heart of our lives. This is when these stories that you're reading through as we're reading through in the year of the Bible, this is when they become unmistakably relevant. Because it's not just about a story that happened long ago and some guys with beards and weird robes are sitting on a boat and it might drown. Okay, maybe. But all of us have been through storms. All of us are going through some sort of storm right now or you see one looming on the horizon. For some of us, you saw those storms in your life coming, and maybe some of you didn't see them coming, and they came up like a squall. They came up unexpectedly. The death of a loved one, uh, accident, a uh, secure job and an income and security just gone. And we're left asking, why? Don't you care, Jesus? We're not the first ones to ask those questions. Maybe it's a relationship that was torn apart that you've never quite healed from. Maybe some of you are fighting the waves right now and those storms are raging in your life right now. Maybe it's a marriage that's just hitting wave after wave of frustration and anger and you just can't seem to get over it. Maybe it's an illness that just won't go away. 
Maybe it's that, that fear. Maybe it's that, that fear, that secret that you have in your life that, that you hold on to and you keep it a secret and nobody else knows because you're afraid of what storms could come out of that if people found out who you really are and if people found out what you've really done. For others of us, the fear we have is the waves that loom out there on the horizon. We stand on the shore and we're so scared to get in the boat because I don't know what life has ahead. For a lot of you, you're just right on that crux of life and you're just kind of feeling it out and where am I supposed to be headed and what I'm doing and what's the next step in my life? Am I on the right track? Am I on the right path? Am I ever going to find the right job? Am I ever going to find a spouse? Am I ever going to find someone to share my life with? Am I going to be stuck in this job forever? (laughs) And the storms just kind of loom out there on the horizon. And so when we do pull back and we look at this story in our scripture today, and we look at the reality of our lives, is that whether you're facing a big storm in your life right now or not, the truth is we're not immune to it. We're not immune to it. As we're living life with Jesus, as we're in the boat, as we're following him, as we're saying, yes, Jesus, I'll get into the boat with you. Jesus, I'll go wherever you want me to go. We're not immune to the wind and the waves. And this, this whole idea of a, of a prosperity gospel where if, if you just have enough faith, then God will really take care of you and he'll keep the storms away from your life. It's not true. Because you look at your life and you look at scripture and you say, that's not the case at all. That has never been the case. That isn't the case. And that will never be the case. You can never have enough faith to be immune to these storms because we live in a broken, messed up world. And this side of heaven, the storms are going to come. The storms are going to come. Matthew 5.45 reminds us of that fact. That God causes, it says God causes his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Jesus never said that life with him would be easy. That, that life in his boat would be safe. Again, John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. It's not, you might have trouble someday. Jesus, Jesus says, you will have trouble. There's no doubt about it. And so, for us this morning, I, I don't pretend, I'm not going to pretend to know the waves that have struck your boat. I don't pretend to know the storms that are going on in your life right now. But this morning, may we be reminded of the one that created the waves, that's in the boat with you. The one who looked at this raging storm and without a fear, with an ounce of fear in him, he said, peace, be still. Peace, be still. Be still. The one who has all the power and all the authority over all the storms that you're facing. Not just over physical storms with like wind and water and rain, but the one that can calm the storm inside you right now. And only you know what that is. The one who says, right after he says, in this world you will have trouble. It's the same God that says, for take heart, for I have overcome the world. I am greater than the world. I am greater than your heart. And I know the fears that you're dealing with right now, today. Take heart. I have overcome 
the world. And so the question is, do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. Do we know why the storms come and go like they do? No. But what I want to encourage us in today, and what I want to challenge us with today, is to stay in the boat with Jesus. Stay in the boat with Jesus. No matter what comes your way, stay with him. Hold on. Wait for him. And it's hard to to illustrate that and to get a picture of that, but I remembered uh, this clip uh, that I have from a movie, and you'll recognize it. And, and, And if he would have let go, if he would have said, I've had enough, there's been too many waves that have hit me. I am so fed up with all the storms that have happened in my life, and so I'm just not going to try anymore. I'm fed up with it. What would have happened? And so hold on. Hold on. Wait for him. Check it out. Wilson, you don't have to worry about anything. I'll do all the paddling. You just hang on. just hang on. You just hang on. Stay with him. Wait for him. Don't let go. Trust that he's going to get you over that wave. Yes, life is unpredictable and yes, life is going to throw the storms and the waves at you and you don't know what's going to hit you next. But when the storms do come, because they're going to, whose boat do you want to be in? Who would you rather have in the boat with you? And if there's any lesson that I I pray that you've discovered as these storms have come and gone in your life, 
I pray that you've realized this, is that when, Je- when you realize that Jesus is all you have left, you realize that Jesus is the only one that you really can't live without. When he's all that's left, you realize that he's all you really need. You, yeah, you can try to hop out of the boat, and he could have tried to just say, that's it, I've had it with the first two ways, I'm not going to try for that big third one. You know, it's too much, I can't handle it. And you can hop out of the boat, you can say, Jesus, I'm fed up with it, I'm going to hop out of the boat, I'm going to go in my own boat, I'm going to kind of forge my own way, I'm going to try to make it over that wave by myself. But you're not in control of the waves. And the one who calmed the storm that day is faithful today. And he's going to see you through. Whose boat are you in these days? Whose boat are you in these days? The disciples learned, as it's recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, following Jesus was getting really, really hard. And it wasn't just about storms. It was about, I'm getting persecuted here for what I believe. People hate me. I've had to leave everything behind for you, Jesus. This is getting really, really hard. (laughs) But what they come to experience after experiencing the love and the grace and the mercy and the peace that only Jesus can offer, here's what they say. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Essentially, Jesus, there's no other boat that we'd ever want to rather be in. Because this is where it's at. Yes, it's stormy and mysterious and unpredictable, but this is where it's at. And so the truth for us this morning is that life is not just about surviving the storms. Life is about thriving when you're on the ride. He was thriving. Him and Wilson were hanging out. We did it, Wilson. We made it. He's not just surviving. He's thriving. C.S. Lewis writes in the book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe of the Lion, whose name is Aslan. Safe? Who said anything about safe? Of course he's not safe. But he's good. And that makes all the difference in the world. It's certainly not easy, but nonetheless, incredible, it's an incredible experience to be in the boat with Jesus, because the dark things of this world can throw us around. And many times, if you've had a, an illness or a death or a divorce or the death of a dream, maybe, but, but, but you, you listen to those people and those people that have their anchor rooted in Jesus, any of those things happen to them and you listen to them, there's still a peace that surpasses all understanding. There's still an inner anchor that they have weighing down their boat when the waves come. And it tells us in our hearts that this is not the end of the story. You got to stay with Jesus. You got to stay in the boat with Jesus. Because even after the storm, we know that the mission continues. Jesus and disciples get out of the boat and they go to the other side of the lake, and we have the rest of the Gospels. They didn't let fear paralyze them from going on. We're on a mission, and we're called to this incredible task of extending Jesus' kingdom all around us. And I think if we've learned to bring this a little bit local for us, if we've learned anything since City Branch began, if if we've learned anything since we started this adventure, is that there's nothing like it. There's, There's nothing like serving, and there's nothing like inviting, and there's nothing like living for something that's greater than us. 
seeing a city being impacted by the power of love. Have you ever noticed that the people who serve and look to others' needs before they do, that even though the storms are coming in their life, they're some of the most peaceful and joyful people you know? The people who serve. And I cannot help but notice as, as we grow as a, as a community that this whole idea of being the church in the city is, is anything but easy. And I'm sure many of you have realized that. But you continue to move forward through the storm, through the winds and the waves, because you have such a joy and a passion, because we're doing this together and it's worth it because it's eternal. No matter what's going to come our way. But you've got to stay in the boat so you don't miss out on the adventure. So you don't miss out on the ride. Yeah, there's a lot of safer ways to go through life. There's much calmer seas. But for some of you, that means first you've got to get into the boat, like we talked about. Even though you know the storms might come, because that's where real life begins, is when you get into the boat with Jesus. And you won't find it when you're just standing on the shore. And some of you today are standing on the shore. Because you're so scared to get in that boat with Jesus because you don't know where it's going and you don't know what's going to happen. You're paralyzed by fear. But Jesus knows where that boat's headed. And because he knows, that's all that matters. Are you in the boat with Jesus? The disciples had no idea where the story was going. The storm was real. But so is the power and the promise of Jesus. So that fear of storms in my childhood brought me to that place where sometimes at night when the rain was falling and the thunder was rolling and the lightning was crashing and I couldn't sleep. And so I would wander into my parents' room and I would crawl inside the doorway and I would crawl over to my dad's side of the bed and ever so gently I would just tap him on the shoulder and wake him up, and I just have tears running down my face because I was so scared. And before long, because he knew my heart, because he knew what my deepest fears were, before long I would find myself curled up in his arms, walking down the stairs with my head on his shoulder, walking down the stairs to the living room where we would walk back and forth back and forth where he would sing me back to sleep with gentle words and quiet whispers. I love you, son. I love you. I'm, I'm right here. I've got you. Everything's going to be okay. Back and forth, back and forth. I love you, son. And it's in those times when I was most afraid of the storms that I would come close to my dad and he would hold me close to his chest and I would listen to his heartbeat. I love you, son. I've got you. Deuteronomy 131 says this. As God is speaking to his people about the difficulties they've been facing. There you saw how the Lord carried you as a father carries his son until you reach that place. And so now, may your father, may 
the God of the universe, wrap you in his arms and hold you close to his chest and may you hear his heart say, I love you. We're going to make it. I love you. He knows your fears and he knows your heart. Don't just survive. Thrive today with him as he holds you close. We're just going to spend some time right now in, in, in prayer and just being still. Because sometimes Jesus says, be still and know that I am God. And so we're just going to take a few moments here this morning before we move on with our lives and move on with our day to be still and to be silent before God. And I pray that you would hear him whisper, peace, be still in your life. So let's just take some time and be with our creator. Jesus says, take heart, for I have overcome the world. And there's nothing this morning that you and him can't handle together.